the seventh edition of the Kickin' Show here at KickinTheTires.net. You know, we got a lot on our plate tonight. we got the peak interest question with Kyle Bush. Will he go winless? Deegan's debut at Kansas coming up this weekend. Jim Utter has some issues. We're going to talk about that. Also, who was right on the eliminations? Me, Seth, Zach, Justin? I don't remember. Hmm. An <laughs> E-NASCAR playoff opener. Seth, why don't you take us away with that and talk about the E-NASCAR playoffs. Let us know what's going on with that. Well, their opener was actually last night. Uh, Bobby Zelensky, uh, the road course extraordinaire in the series, uh, dominated once again. Uh, he won practice. He won qualifying. He won warm-up. He won the race. Uh, just literally had a perfect night. He led every single lap, even through around the pit stops. Uh, and that locks him into their uh championship race at Homestead, uh, which I believe is the first week of November. Uh, junior motorsports driver Michael Conti, who is also in the playoffs, uh, he didn't finish. He uh, tried to shift from first to second, and it popped back out of gear into first gear, blowing his engine about 20 laps into the race. So he didn't uh, rage quit. He blew his engine. He blew his engine. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but championship uh, driver or playoff drivers uh, took the top four positions. Zelensky in first. It was his sixth consecutive road course win in the series. Uh, He is undefeated on the road courses in uh, E-NASCAR competition going back about five years now. That's pretty Uh, stout and got max points. So Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Mullis from Richmond Raceway was second. Nick Ottinger from uh, William Byron's team was third, and Keegan Leahy from Denny Hamlet's team was fourth. Uh, anytime I hear a name like Ottinger, does that go back to like LD Ottinger from years and years ago? <laughs> I don't believe it does. Okay. I've, I've uh, interviewed cool. Nick before, and his dad was a racer, but I don't believe uh, it's LD. Okay, because I used to, you know, you've got several different drivers in, that uh, through the years have, have been either a son or a grandson or something of yep. some famous uh, famous racers. And with the new E-NASCAR series, uh, you never know where the, that crossover is going to happen at. Exactly. Uh, for example, there is a little bit of a crossover. Uh, Wood Brothers uh, Racing, they have a playoff driver in E-NASCAR, uh, Garrett Lowe. Uh, when he's not running in E-NASCAR, he runs uh, Legend Cars, where it's the Bojangles Summer Shootout at Charlotte Moore Speedway or elsewhere. Uh, think he I, I think I want to say his next race might I don't know when his next race will be actually because of COVID uh, now I think about it uh, there were two other uh, playoff drivers as well Ryan Luza who won the championship uh, two years ago uh, he finished 11th and the only multi-time champion four-time champion uh, Ray Alfala was mired in 24th mind you this was on the Charlotte Roval so you had a lot of people who know how to turn left and right, and you had five people spin on lap one. Well, there you go. Now, <laughs> this past weekend, we had a Charlotte Roval race, and it rained. 
I was there for both days for the Xfinity race and for the Cup Series race. I thought the Xfinity race in the rain was fantastic. You can read my column at kickingthetires.net. Zach, I think you were out in the parking lot in the overflow lot because I got in trouble and they said I'm going to, they couldn't throw me out. So they were going to throw you out of the overflow lot because I was talking trash to Mike Ford at NASCAR about cameras in the press box or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. maybe. But seriously, uh, talk about what it was like. What did you think of the racing at Charlotte Motor Speedway this past weekend? That would have completed my weekend if I got kicked out because of you. <laughs> that, would, <laughs> that would have completed the great weekend. But um, pushing to the race, uh, yeah, it was – I thought it went fairly well. I mean, given the conditions, it's something we haven't seen – too many times. I mean, I will say that the Cup Series, I mean, once again, got their share of luck when it comes to road course weather. Um, I swear to God, if this was an oval race, it would have rained. But just because it's a road course in the Cup Series, they, they got away fairly clean. They did have to start on rain tires, but uh, really didn't see much rain on, on Sunday. But Saturday, I mean, on the other side, it's the Xfinity Series that they're always the series that gets the rain you think of uh mid ohio a couple years ago Watkins Glen. i mean it's just something that that they always have to go through at least once a year so on their side i mean yeah i agree jerry it was definitely definitely a show um it it's what we hope to see when we see a rover race to end around uh i mean then you throw in the rain and the darkness i mean just that as that sun was going down i mean it wasn't really a sun it was it was completely overcast all day uh, I was in the parking lot um, of the track all day, and, and the rain was really, really heavy. I mean, through my windshield in my car, it was tough to see the grandstands, <laughs> and I was sitting still. And, I mean, these, those guys are hitting, you know, 100 miles an hour at some points in that track, and uh, they're pushing in 100, 110%. And, I mean, my goodness, I mean, as I said, the darkness came in and came to a point where the, that backstretch TV – was probably the main source of light for that infield and just unreal. I mean, it just, of, of course, some guys were going to be flying off the track and sliding and slipping around, hitting puddles. I mean, we saw some of the best guys. I mean, Chase Briscoe did it twice uh, earlier in the race on the front stretch. And then on that last restart, I mean, thought he had the race one. It was going to be another great Almondinger Briscoe battle. No Cindric, but it, it kind of, kind of fell into what we tend to see on road courses and, yeah, he just hit hit a particularly wet point of the track, and around he went. And uh, we saw missteps all day long. I mean, as I said, these guys are pushing 100%, and that's what you have to do to finish in the top 10, let alone win in that series. So uh, it was a lot of fun to watch, and it was definitely a lot better than sitting through another delay or a postponement. Well, uh, Briscoe pushed it too hard going into one and got uh, kind of yeah. off kilter anyway, and then, then a little bit later spun. But – that those outbreaking maneuvers on the backstretch were insane. I mean, you could see how much speed he was gaining on Almendinger and then to pass him. And then they did it back and forth. This was a, it was some real talent. If you, you know, I liked the race, the race in the rain. I thought it was great. I'm sorry if other people thought it wasn't pure NASCAR, but you know what? It was great racing. And that's what the fans wanted. That was the entertainment. Seth, you saw it from the house. What did you see on TV? Uh, it was interesting uh, to say the least. Uh, just looking at who excelled in the rain, whether or not they got the finish is another story, but you had A.J. Allmendinger spin and still win. Uh, Mike Snyder came up from the back to second place, and to quote him, 
uh, the, he was tiptoeing around the track like a grandmother, and the one moment he decides not to is when he spins. Uh, you, had, you had Alex LeBay run up front. Preston Parris won the ringers. He ran up front until uh, he hydroplaned. Uh, Josh Blicky had a good race. You had uh, both drivers you expected to run well and drivers you didn't expect to run well uh, basically show up. And just a note about Mike Snyder, uh, where he ran the Euro Series last year, he has a little bit more experience running in the rain. And in the Euro Series, one of their hashtags that they use for the NASCAR Whalen Euro Series is pure racing because there's no driver aids. There's no anti-lock brakes. It's literally just you get in the car and you run. And if they're calling that pure racing there... Shouldn't we call that pure racing here, at least what we just had? Because think, it was just racing. I think so. I think it's great. And I also think Matt Snyder is one of the most underrated drivers in the Xfinity Series garage. That kid is good. He's He's got talent. He's got personality. I'd love to see him go further. Um, you know, Zach, tell people why, because I'm going to end up getting in trouble here. Why do you sit in the parking lot and I get to sit in the press box? Uh, because NASCAR is only allowing one reporter for the press boxes. And uh, I I don't know, man. Uh, we've done it a few times this year where it'll be me and you or me and Matt Corson, who's another one of our representatives here at Kicking the Tires. Uh, we were together at uh, Bristol. Yeah, for the most part, it's been either you and me at the track, but especially early when uh, NASCAR returned for COVID, like I think at Darlington, the Coke 600, uh, a few others I was – on the outside and and you were inside and that's just yeah it's just and i'm not doing it. i'm not punishing you this is like you know i mean yeah, I'm, 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 i try i try <laughs> seth you're gonna be in uh you're gonna be at martinsville yeah uh i think zach you are back up for martinsville um yeah. if we don't get two in i'm trying for two uh i'll be at texas um and i'll be at phoenix um you guys will donut they all be in the, the sandwich in the middle of that um for uh for martinsville this weekend we don't have anybody at kansas summer told me a few weeks ago probably two months ago that she couldn't make it prior prior uh plans i just can't make 20 hour drive to get up there this weekend so we're not going to have anybody at the track unless zach you want to drive across the country uh i can make a last minute suggestion but (laughs) i'll be driving home up in pa instead so that'll be a lot more fun it is a long drive to go from Charlotte to Kansas. I've done oh, it many times. So uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, I'm going to take this one because uh, in the Cup Series race, which was also a great race this, uh, this past weekend, and we saw, we saw you know, some baiting, beating and banging and some spins and some wrecks and, you know, Cup Series drivers, even though it was drier, um, and actually they had a dry line uh, for most of the race. Uh, we still saw a lot of crashes and a lot of a lot of cars that uh, that couldn't hold it onto the track. But we did at the end of the see a really good race. Seth, uh, I, I cut you off a little while ago. What was what was your take of both races on TV? Because we didn't get to see that angle. I loved it uh, <clears throat> because you could see the dry line at least for the Cup race developing over time. And you, at least for the Xfinity race, there really wasn't ever a dry line, but you could almost see like a grip line, so to speak, f- developing in the tire tracks 
because you would see as the field went through the infield in the Xfinity race, you could clearly see the tire tracks and they were the, yes, the rain would eventually wash it away, but it lingered for a little bit. So you could almost tell where they would be next time and who, as far as who had experience and who didn't, who knew where not to go the next time because that extra little bit of grip is going to make it slicker than the alternative line. Yeah, and one thing I did want to mention that Seth uh, made me remember was one of my, maybe my favorite aspect of that cup race was seeing the transition from wet weather to dry and seeing everyone start to, you know, they ended up going down pit road. Who's going to take wet tires? Who's going to go for the slick tires? And we saw a couple drivers. Ty Dillon was one of them um, who made a, a different, um, I, th- I believe he went to slick tires with yes. everyone. Yeah. Him and, and uh, Newman. Newman as well. Didn't work out as well for Ryan, but I mean, Ty, uh, from the start of the race, he was going up towards the front. But with those tires, he was able to go to the lead and well, uh, just seeing the track change, but also how there was actually two different types of tires on the track at the same time. I thought that was really cool. Well, Ty Dillon has experience racing in the rain uh, at Road America and I think Road, uh, I think Mid-Ohio too, but definitely at Road America. Uh, I actually sat down after the podcast last week because I wanted to have a little bit of notes as far as the rain racing. And I came up with uh, about 25 drivers in the cup series had previous experience uh, about uh, eight, well, about 28 to 33 in the Xfinity race because there were some that did run Road America that weren't there and vice versa that didn't run uh, Road America earlier this year when it rained. Uh, and one interesting note, going back to Myatt Snyder, him and Terry Labonte are the only two national series drivers, whether it's Cup, Xfinity, or Truck, to have practiced on or tested in the rain on oval, Terry Labonte in 95 at Martinsville, and Mike Snyder in the rain in the Euro Series last year. Quite interesting. Oh, yeah. I'll, go, I'll go back to the Xfinity race on one thing. People were saying that it was a, um, uh, well, it was not a good show. It was a crap show, but because kids can see this and I don't want a PG-13 on it, uh, I'm going to leave it at that because they said we had too many cautions. I did my own research, Seth. You'll be proud of me. I went back to (laughs) 1982. Do you know that there has not been a single season where we haven't had at least one race with 10 cautions? Oh, and by the way, those are 10 cautions that we didn't have stage break cautions. They were 10 legit cautions. If this race would have had the regular cautions without stage breaks, like old school, we'd have had eight cautions. So I don't want to hear a bunch of, oh, it was a wreck fest and all this. It was good, hard racing on Saturday. It was a show of speed. It was a show of skill. And it was the same thing on Sunday, even though it didn't rain, uh, rain the entire entire race. And I forget that, that guy, I think he's from Georgia or something that I think he won. Y'all remember his name? Has has he won? A, hadn't he won before <laughs> on Sundays at the Roval? Like, yes, I think he's won, yes, he has. He's won every road course race this year. Yes. Yeah. What's uh, his name? What's I, I forget? Chase it's, Elliott. Chase. Ah, that's it. Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chase Elliott. <laughs> 
Yeah, he now has four road course wins in a row, which the only other driver with four or more road course wins in a row is Jeff Gordon. And that was a stretch from Watkins Glen 1997 through Sonoma 2000. Wow. And, and I have when we too. only had, and that was when <laughs> they only had two each. Yeah, year. exactly. <laughs> but well, looking at looking at the cautions, like you just said, I just looked it up. The last time we were at Charlotte this year, which was on the Oval, guess how many cautions there were? Ten. Ten? Eleven. Eleven. Oh, <laughs> there was actually more cautions on the Oval than there was on the rain on the Roval. That's okay. One year, I don't remember what year it was, but there was like. 18 cautions in one year and i think 20 maybe 23 at another i think that was actually at texas uh well, I, not, I think uh, one that surprised me well i think one of those might have been at charlotte after the so-called levigation thing that they i remember did. levigation yeah. <laughs> are you old are you old enough to remember levigation yes i am okay okay that was 2005 okay okay just making sure <laughs> okay so there was some controversy. Um, Alex Bowman made some comments over the radio that some that Jim Utter um, tried to make a joke about. Um, there's nothing funny about anxiety and things of that nature. Seth, you and I've talked about this. Um, Alex was making fun of himself. Jim Utter tweeted a hashtag that people felt was inappropriate. I talked to Jim. He did not mean to upset anyone. It was not an offensive in his mind at the time, an offensive hashtag. He didn't, you know, he was just kind of going along with what Alex had said in the car. And I even followed up with it after the race in the post-race interview and Alex was freely talking about it. So, but the hashtag caused Jim some problems and it was definitely unintended on Jim's part and Alex didn't take offense to it. They're okay. And hopefully that Jim can put this behind him the fans can forgive Jim because Jim's really a good guy, even though he blocks half the people in the sport. So that's all we're going to go down that road. Uh, but who was right? Who was wrong on advancing and eliminations? I think we were half right and half wrong. Yay! Because I did say Kurt Busch was going to get eliminated. He obviously won, so that obviously uh, – and when I say won, he won at Vegas. So that obviously <laughs> – uh, means he advanced and didn't get eliminated. This is the Joey Logano bobblehead. Did he advance? <laughs> yes, he did. Joey advanced. But yeah. I did predict that uh, Kyle Busch would not advance. Yes, you did. But this guy, <laughs> this guy advanced too. So <laughs> Joey and Kurt both advanced. Yes. Uh, I actually... Um, thought Bowman wouldn't make it, but he did. Honestly, what tipped uh, the balance into Bowman's favor, uh, aside from Kyle Busch uh, being on the wrong fuel strategy, Bowman scored points in the second round, and uh, it, that gave him enough of a cushion to run a, a little bit more aggressively towards the end of the race than he may have had if he didn't get those points. So, who won? Is, is, it, a, is, it, a, is it a four-way tie? Because Justin's not here to defend himself, so he automatically loses. So Zach, <laughs> Zach, how did you do? I can't remember who I picked. I was actually looking for where I put my grid. I put it on my 
on my desktop somewhere but oh man okay i'm uh, yeah i don't think i had um i i don't I, think I, anyone I, was perfect i'll say that no i'm definitely not perfect um i know i probably didn't have dylan going through to the round of 12 but uh kyle maybe man we got to go back when did we start this didn't we start uh, this daytona after daytona yeah yeah so we got to go back and look we'll yeah, do we that next like week uh, well yeah uh, you know, I mean, we had no idea that the that the cutoff was going to be this past weekend at the Robo. We just, you know, came across, came upon us so suddenly that you know we just <laughs> missed that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> NASCAR changing rules again. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, um, not too many surprises with this one. I mean, as we saw, I mean, it's Amarola, Kyle Busch, Boyer, and Austin Dillon, and. Usually, when you get the guys like this, these opening two rounds, I mean, you usually dealing with guys who are winless, who haven't won. Um, maybe one or two winners, like we saw Byron out the first round, but usually it's guys who are scraping the top five, usually top tens. And uh, Al Marola, I mean, he's having a career year quietly. He's got his most top fives, most laps led, uh, tied for his most top tens. But as I said, he just didn't have any room for error. And yeah. he, we really had to see him improve from the round of 16 into this one if he had any chance of advancement. And he just didn't get any better. And Boyer didn't get too much better. I mean, he had a great Sunday, but he just didn't get the finish. Well, um, a, part, a part of the reason why he didn't get the finish, with 35 laps to go, he lost power steering. So yeah. to run 35 laps on the Roval, which is probably one of the – most technical tracks there is and, it's and one of the most physical tracks there is well at that uh the it's couple wet. ways it never yeah it was it's damp wet. at least yeah. uh uh for him to even finish in the top 10 which he did is a testament to his talent uh he is stepping away from driving at the end of this year to move to the fox sports booth uh that's Which, Bo Boyer, right? Yes, Boyer. So, either way, it was an impressive run. Unfortunately, it didn't last all the way to the finish because of the power steering. But uh, I thought he, had the power steering stayed, he might have at least been a threat to Bowman as far as making the next round. I don't know if anyone had anything for Chase, though. Probably not, but I'll tell you this. Uh, uh, Clint Boyer's a, a good little road racer, and I, you'd have never thought that being a, a kid from Kansas, growing up in the cornfields, yep. and 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 doing what he did on on the ovals out there. Um, I will say this: in the next round, uh, I'm going off memory, but I think the first three are like with 17 or 18 points within each other, and then the next uh, one's like 41. Uh, Harvick and Hamlin are 13 apart. Brad in third is 32 behind. 32, okay. Uh, Chase is 40 behind. Okay. So Logano, and then, then, then it goes then, big time. Yeah, Lagano's 45 behind. Uh, Harvick, that is. He's five behind Chase. Mm -hmm. Truex is 10 behind Chase. Bowman is 18 behind Chase. And, and Kurt, Kurt is way is back. 21 behind Chase. Yeah, he's way back. So out of the lead, he's like, I think. 61. Kurt, yeah, 61. He need, he's he's more than a race, so he needs a win to advance to the to the finals. Uh, yeah, there's he, a couple of drivers that actually need that. Well, yeah. 
he or some is, really bad luck on the other guy's part. Yeah, Kurt is essentially two stages out of the top four, and he's one point more than max points in a race. So yeah, that's yeah. he's got to have bad luck on the on the top end, and good luck on his end, or win a race. Yeah, and I don't I don't remember the last time Kurt has won two races in a season. Uh, Two thousand five. It's been a while. Very long time. Here I can look. Uh, but I'll tell you one. Two thousand fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. No, more than two. Right. More than. That more than two races. Or, or more than two. Uh, Two thousand five. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so if you look at that, I do know that he's very good at Phoenix, but that's not the race that he needs to be good at right now. He needs to be good. Well, at, he, he, has, he has. He has one at Texas. Yeah, he has one at Texas, and he has one at Martinsville. Did, yeah. he get, did he get a mark? Okay, I couldn't remember if he got a mark yeah, a win or not. That was okay. his first win with uh, Stuart Haas in 2015. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I, I honestly think Kurt blew all of his luck at Vegas. Or yeah. sorry, 2014. <laughs> 2014. Yeah, I thought it was 2014. I yeah. kind of remember a little bit about that whole him and Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. At the no, I'm, I'm talking about his tenure at. At, at, at Stuart Haas, I kind of remember a whole lot about that. And oh yeah, that was about a little bit later <laughs> the following year. Yeah, yeah. that's that killed his first uh, his first year. I think at the end of fourteen, we found out at Phoenix some false allegations from his ex girlfriend, and she's yeah. now been convicted of federal charges. So, you know, hey, she yeah. she's she's such a uh, you know a, a, a made such a lasting impression on the sport in more ways than one. But yeah. But anyway, uh, let's see. What else do we have? Um, we're about to close out the season. Uh, Deegan, Deegan debuts this weekend in the in the in the truck series. But we talked about that like last week. We yeah, knew this that was going to happen. Yeah, this then, is they, pre- then they made it official. Yeah, this is predicting uh, where is she going to finish? Better than fifteenth or worse than fifteenth, or on point? Yeah. Yeah, probably, it, yeah, you can go first. Uh, it, it's her debut. Uh, granted, she's has experience at Kansas in the ARCA car, but uh, that she was off the pace that uh, day. Uh, if I remember correctly, she was in a backup car because the primary was wrecked at Kentucky. Uh, so she just had a lot not going in her favor that day. Um, but she does have the Arkham race this weekend, which will get her a little bit of seat time before the truck race. Outside that, she, she's been all right in Arca, but Arca and trucks, there's a different level of competition. So I, I'm not saying it wouldn't surprise me for her to be outside the top 15, but I think it would be a bigger surprise if she's in, say, the top 10. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't. Lower. Yeah, I think so too. I would say lower too. Um, just spitting out numbers, I'd probably go around 21st, 22nd. I mean, just looking at, say, a Connor Daly or, or Travis Pastrana. I mean, I know that they were around 20th or so. That's where they finished. Um, sort of similar experiences. I mean, we saw Pastrana full time Xfinity years and years ago. Uh, then Connor Daly, that was a whole new thing. I mean, with Deacon, she's. This has been a big year for her when it comes to ARCA and getting that mile-and-a-half experience, but I probably have to put her around there just gauging off uh, DGR Crosley's mile-and-a-half speed. 
top 10 at times. Uh, Tanner Gray's had a couple top fives actually, but generally overall, seems like it's outside the top 10 and throwing in, throwing in that lack of experience. I mean, no seat time in a truck, no practice, no on-track time this weekend. Uh, so that that's a huge tackle. Um, I mean, I and I really didn't expect seeing it. Like we, we heard about it, you know, a bit ago uh, before today, but usually debuts are like at Martinsville, maybe at Bristol or Iowa, but she has incredible. to get this, She has to get this race in uh, in order to qualify yeah. for next year uh, to be able to drive certain tracks is what I was told. Yeah, uh, that's what she she said that on her uh, podcast. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, she said that on her podcast, and then she said again in a video she uploaded to Twitter as well. But uh, my point is, is that we're used to seeing a lot of young drivers start at Martinsville. Um, yeah. yeah, like when you're ready for a truck debut, you go to Martinsville. Like we saw Tanner well, Gray, who's with the same team, Cavs Grella. Harrison Burton, Kyle Benjamin, Eric Jones, Chase Elliott, John Hunter-Nemechek. I mean, all these guys start at Martinsville. And I kind of saw her as someone who would kind of fit right into that from ARCA and go straight there. But obviously, we're seeing that she's taking another path. And a year late, I must say, I kind of expected a debut last year at a short track. So she's had another full year of experience and mile and a half experience at that. So I, I think the competition of the series, though, will set her back and but it's going to be a big learning curve, obviously. Well, well I think a little bit of it was affected by COVID as well. If I, I, if I remember correctly, there was talk before the shutdown and everything that uh, they were talking about trying maybe Eldora to, for her to make her debut and then run some select races after that. And obviously the entire schedule kind of got blown up. So as far as... I, I don't want to say it's a surprise that she's running Kansas now at this point, especially if it's so she can run certain tracks next year, whether it's Daytona, whether it's uh, Texas, Kansas, etc. cetera. Uh, that being said, the fact that it came together so late is m- maybe what's more surprising. Almost like they didn't realize this is her last chance to be able to qualify for races next year until it kind of snuck up on them. I want to jump real quick uh, as we wrap things up. The This might pique your interest. Will Kyle Busch go winless, or will he get a victory before the end of the season? I'm interested in what y'all have to say. I'm saying no. Um, well, yes, he will go winless. Uh, I, I kind of had a feeling Bristol was kind of his last shot uh, when he and Kevin were – running down each other and, and driving for that win. I'm like, yeah, if he doesn't win this one, I mean, at all places, Bristol, if he doesn't get it here, I don't, I, I think he's probably done for the year. I, I will say he still has a chance. I, I don't believe he will win, but I can't deny the tracks that are coming up. Uh, Martinsville, for example, he has eight top fives in the last 10 races, two wins um, included in there. Phoenix, he's incredible with 10 straight top tens including five straight finishes of first, second, or third, uh, two wins among them. So I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out this year because he's not running for the championship. I mean, like he has for what, five straight years um, ever since the playoff started. I mean, he missed it in 14, um, but it'll be the first time. So I, I don't having those championship guys, a couple of them are probably going to be teammates uh, who are running for the title and he's not going to be one of them. Uh, 
it'll be interesting to see how that affects how it affects him for that weekend because it is such a great track and he terribly wants to win but he's not going to be in that talk it's it's going to be weird for him so uh, I'll say he's going to go winless for the year but I will not deny that he's going to have a couple more chances to get it done okay Zach you, you seem to be cracking up are you watching his brother here bobblehead Kurt bobblehead Kurt says his brother's gonna I was trying not to look. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it at the bottom. I'm like, I'm just going to look. Bobblehead <laughs> Kurt says, because Kyle gets a win. Okay. Kyle gets a win before no. the end of the season. Now, Why does he or- care? He shouldn't care. Originally, originally, <laughs> originally, and I said this a few weeks ago, that Kyle was going to go winless. That I've actually changed my mind on that. I think he will win, and when he does, I think he'll be – the first non-playoff driver to win the season finale. I'm going to say he's going to do it the, uh, either this weekend or Texas. I've got a 50-50 shot if I pick two races. I was going to say Texas first and just go with that, but I think he's pretty good at Kansas. He he usually is, at least in recent years, he has ever since uh, years, yeah. 2015. Yeah. Before then uh, – not so much. Yeah. But uh, uh we'll I, see. I, I still think he'll make history being the first non-championship four driver to win the championship race. And I think I would have asked you, Seth, who was the last champion to go winless the following year? I think we Dale Earnhardt, this. 1982, I believe, or mm-hmm. 81. Uh, we d- talked about that last week. Uh, mm-hmm. This is actually the earliest – a champion has been eliminated since the start of the uh, elimination format, and that's 2015 on is the way they're counting it, even though Jimmy was eliminated the same round in 2014, um, but they didn't have the elimination format in 2013. That's why they yeah. did it that way. Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to wrap things up. If you've made it this far into the show – Please hit the like and subscribe buttons below on uh, and the bell and the bell so that you know when we're coming on. No one hits uh, the bell. No one hits the bell. <laughs> That's okay. Just like, subscribe. We'll take it. And if you do, if we get to a hundred subscribers this week, I will give away a one sixty fourth diecast car from two thousand and ten from NASCAR. I don't know what what car it is. But I can tell you it's a 2010 model. It's a 164th diecast. It could be a Daytona car. It could be a Darlington car. It could be a Atlanta car. We'll pick that next week because I've got them over there on my shelf and I can't see which one I was looking at in the box. <laughs> <laughs> and also, before we get to that, before we close out today's show, and I appreciate you guys coming on. Sorry, Justin couldn't be here. Um, John Hunter Demachek got married this weekend. Yep. And his wife, Taylor, they are expecting in March. So congratulations and congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So uh, big news in the uh, Nemechek household. And uh, John Hunter going to become a dad. Taylor going to become a mom. And that's going to do it here for us at the Kicking Show. Uh, Again, like, share, follow. Follow us at kickingthetires.net on Twitter. 
uh, at Jerry Jordan underscore KTT. Seth Eggert, uh, you are, what's your Twitter? Uh, Seth Eggert 91. Seth Eggert 91. Zach Contenza Ready is not on social media. I envy him so much <laughs> uh, because I end up getting myself in trouble. But you can follow us at all of our social media channels on, on Facebook as well. That's going to do it here for us this week. Thanks for tuning in, and we will be back with more expert analysis next weekend after Kansas.